Yeah, well, I mean, the the movie opens on like a, a wonner inside a um, you know, a the the armored truck that they're carrying money in. And it's it's funny because it's it's straight up rip off of the the scene from Heat from, from <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> from be, beat beat for beat where they like they they um break their way in. They put the flash in so the dudes are disoriented and can't see in here. And then they put them up against the wall, and then literally one guy shoots them in the head. Yeah. Um, like beat for beat is exactly what they do um, in, in heat. But I, I liked seeing it in the opening scene here from the point of view of the people on the inside. Yes. Whereas it's, it's just a wonder of them driving the truck and then they get stopped and you can kind of see through the windshield that what's happening outside. And then you see, you know, them actually, you know, grinding their way in with the sparks going everywhere and throwing the, fl- the flash in. And then, you see the guards get head headshot in the background in the windshield while they're throwing the money in and stealing it and everything like that. And then you hear like the the ominous gunshots that are kind of off screen, and then just the radio signal of "Oh my god, he fucking shot a kid!" And it's like yeah. uh, it's really cool because what they do with this scene is they repurpose it over and over again from a different perspective, just to kind of unravel yeah. the story. And it's such a cool way to start it in this very closed space, and then as the movie goes it just gets more open and more clear of what's going on so yeah you actually watch the scene like three times yeah, because later yeah. you watch it because because the the basic premise of the movie is that jason statham is kind of like this badass guy who starts up signs up to be one of these truck drivers and he signs up you know after this this killing has happened and they tell him you know this is a pretty you know pretty crazy job being a private armed truck delivery dude and you know the, just so you know we had two guys die on the job like you know just a couple months ago and uh jason statham um who they they call him uh hill which i i'm guessing is supposed to be a reference to like walter hill like the driver or something yeah uh but then they also call him like h-bomb or jesus h christ <laughs> and yeah. they call him they, they call him h for all these reasons and, i love and they, the macho they up, talk it's so good it's it's so like absurdly macho yeah yeah uh, even the like the women guards that are in it are like saying like hey small dick and shit like that it's it's fantastic he he tells post malone to suck his own dick and also (laughs) to get your ass out of your own ass or something and you and you get a shot too of post malone's it's very uh, quick but it's a shot of post malone's fucking head with the brain matter and all that stuff (laughs) and it's just so (laughs) insane because to to have the perspective of like a pop star uh, you think like Post Malone works because you know he's got the tats on his face, so he kind of has that that hardened look to him. Um, but just imagine if this was like Bieber or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's so wild to see a pop star get smoked in the head. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and that happens because, you know, like Statham, he signed up for this job and he's one of these truck drivers and he keeps, but he's also, you know, the way that he speaks, it's very curt and you know that he's doing something else yeah. on, on some level. And the movie treats it as like a little bit of a mystery that he's just like this hyper badass dude who signed up and other people kind of seem to know who he is because essentially he is kind of like a, uh, a, a mob guy. Um, right in 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 his own way and we learn over the course of the film that the kid that gets shot is actually jason statham's kid and it repurposes this the the opening heist sort of around like the 45 minute mark of the film where you get to see um him 
you know, his his kid just, you know, be sitting in a parked car near where the heist happens and him try to come back with like with burritos. And, you know, uh, he watches Scott Eastwood basically just like shoot um, his kid in the back. Yeah. Uh, like and four or five times and then also shoot him and he gets like clotheslined by the gunfire and goes down. Yeah. And what's a really uh, kind of dark uh, point to that scene is is in, in the middle of that scene, he's actually doing a job that he didn't want to do because he's with his kid. So he goes to do that job. And really, the only reason the kid gets killed is because he's working at, with his kid in the car. Um, yeah. So there is that complicated feeling about it, too. I think he feels a little bit of guilt um, as well as just <laughs> wants absolute vengeance. So uh, I, I do like that complication about it as well. Yeah. Well, and I really like, too, I, I saw some kind of um, com- complaints about this film being a little too kind of like dour. And I'd, I'd, I I kind of thought that that was a little odd because I thought yeah. that the you know the, the really ominous strings in the film and like the absurdly grim, cruel mood of you know how nasty the the, the violence can be because it, it is all kind of like uh, digital blood but like you see every every time someone gets an on screen headshot you see blood splatter go everywhere yeah it you is. see it hit windshields you see it hit the ground you see i mean at one point there's just a montage of jason statham and his gang just like torturing and killing people and like right. putting bags on their head where they can't breathe because the, the bag is filling up with blood or like at one point he just goes into like a child porn dungeon and just headshots every single person inside <laughs> yeah yeah and i and i will say um it, you know with digital blood uh i think it's going to b- improve over the years and this was some of the better digital blood that i've seen it, it, i think it, so too yeah. i thought so too well and i i think because partially because it wasn't um it was kind of so casually implemented into the film. Like there, there, mm-hmm. there wasn't like this, like super emphasis gore shot unless it was aftermath. And if it was yeah. aftermath, it was done practically. Yeah, like basically exactly. most of the actual digital blood, it was kind of like the, these really nice, uh, one suspense shots where like in kind of like the periphery of the scene, you see a guy get shot in the distance and you would just see the blood like hit the car beside him. Or right. when you see Scott Eastwood, like shoot the kid or something like that. Like, you just see the bullet wounds kind of like bleeding out of his back and stuff like that in a wide shot. You don't, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't try to do like these, you know, really, in, it doesn't try to replicate like the really the intense close up squib. You yeah. know, it, it's not being used in that way because digital just really can't replicate that in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like it's getting better. So I, I'm hoping that in like five, 10 years time, the digital blood will be able to actually replace the squib. I, I think that squibs are always going to be superior and I hope more people do them. But if they get to a point where they look real, then, um, you know, I won't be.